You're tuned in to Fork Podcast. This week's guest is Julia Ballett, strength and conditioning coach. Julia shares her story on changing career paths, fighting the fears that were too late into the game, and having a 2020 mindset. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that like button. Or if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. And as always, share it with a friend. That's like a complex of people struggle with themselves. They're never happy. You have to look back at like where you started and where you're at now. And yeah. if there has been progress, like celebrate. Julia Ballett, strength and conditioning coach, personal trainer. And on the way over here, I found out you're a hell of a lot more than that too. And we're <laughs> going to get into that. So welcome to Fork Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, man, I was really happy that you said, yeah, I'd love to do this. Likewise. Some, hey, whenever I ask people, sometimes I get sort of choked up and they're like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do that. Well, it's I mean, intimidating. It, yeah. But you have, so let's get into that little <laughs> conversation we had on the way here. Uh, you're actually trained in music. I am, yes. So, of course, uh, microphones sitting, this is normal? This feels normal? <laughs> this is me every day, no. <laughs> no, um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've had some experience with microphones, but not lately. It's, it's kind of been on the back burner recently. Really? Mm -hmm. okay. Are you a singer? I am. Good. Would you sing for us? No. <laughs> so how does somebody, and you studied at Berkeley University yes, in music. Yes, College of Music, that's right, in wow. Boston. Mm -hmm. So how do you go from that to strength conditioning coach, personal trainer? That's an excellent question. If you figure that out, please let me know, because sometimes I'm like, how did I get here? Um, no, well, I, I studied music for, for four years at Berkeley, and then I was pursuing that for a little while for, I'd say, maybe like two, three years um, post-graduation and initially fitness kind of started out as just like a means to bring in a second income um, and then as time went on I, I like my passion for fitness grew and then it became more of a full-time thing and uh, and yeah and like we were discussing in the car like the schedules for the fitness industry and the music industry are polar opposites so usually for for music you're performing and you don't get home until maybe two, three o'clock in the morning. Whereas with fitness, you kind of have to be up at five o'clock in the morning for your first client. So finding a balance between the two has been a little bit difficult. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so I ended up kind of just continuing on with fitness and, and music. Music will always be there. Um, but for now I'm, I'm focusing more on fitness. Have you always been interested in fitness or? Yes. Um, I didn't know what I was doing though. <laughs> I would say that I started, I started working out when I was about 16, but it was like the very generic, like, I'm just going to do cardio and abs and I'll be good. <laughs> um, and then once I hit university, I kind of started doing my own research and then I actually hired a personal trainer, um, and we became friends. And so from there, like I, I learned a lot and just kind of like rolled with that and, and progressed from there. Wow. So how long have you been actually working as a personal trainer? What are, would you say you're full-time now? Yes, definitely full-time now between um, clients and then coaching at uh, Orange Theory. Um, when, when did I start? I, I, I want to say I started in 2017. Okay. So, so quite up recently. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I came into the game super late. Yeah. <laughs> super yeah. late. Yeah. Why do you say late? How old are you? Well, Can I mean, we ask? Am I allowed to ask you how old you are? <laughs> I was, uh, I was uh, 26. 26 when you started. I'm 26, 27. -ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you, you didn't feel that you weren't torn between having gone to a, quite a prestigious university studying music and then saying, you know what? 
the hell with it. I'm going with personal training. Was that a fight you had in an internal battle or was it quite clear to you? No, no, it was not clear. It was very murky. Um, I, uh, it was tough because I didn't want to feel like I was giving up on my education. Um, and like my, my number one passion in life, which is music. Um, so that's why I say like, it'll always be there. Like I can always go back to that Mm -hmm. but I think in the moment it was more a question of is this going to be something like realistic and lucrative moving forward because it's not always easy like finding gigs and that are going to be steady and long term Mm -hmm. so that's why I wanted to kind of um, like dip my toe into like the fitness realm for a little while just to kind of see what that was like my idea in the beginning was to kind of do um, fitness during the week like have clients during the week. And then on the weekend, I would have some gigs that that kind of like would, would pull me over to the next week. But it's, it's a lot easier said than done. So that's kind of why, um, after some time, like music kind of, kind of fell by the wayside and, and fitness took over. Yeah. And you don't feel like that because you chose fitness over music, you don't feel like these were wasted years in university. No, 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 no. Um, in university, it was some of like the best years of my life, more for the people that I met. I made a lot of, of really close friends there and, and I learned a lot, like things that I would have never even thought of or imagined. Like I'm, I'm able to kind of carry that with me for the rest of my life. And, um, and I still feel like that's like a, a really amazing thing. I think with a lot of industries, like you're able to kind of always learn and grow from the people around you, but music specifically, like a lot of my time at Berkeley was just like hanging out with friends and they would all be jamming or just like collabing with people. And so you make a lot of connections that way. So like, those are experiences that I'll always, I'll always have. Um, but, uh, I forget what you asked. Honestly. Yeah, no, that, no, that was it. <laughs> I, one thing that you just said actually was something that I had heard at a, in a conversation in the locker room at the gym, where um, it was a lawyer speaking with another younger man who was just going into law school, and the the uh, senior fellow, the lawyer, said. I would say the most important thing about university is not necessarily what you study, but the people that you mm-hmm. meet. Mm-hmm. Is that, do you agree with that? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, because I feel like I, if anything, like I, in some ways learned more from the people than from like the classes that I took for the most part, like music school, it's incredibly competitive, but I think for some people, like the pressure can get to them and, or they realize, you know, halfway through that like music just isn't what they actually want to do in life. That was another thing that I think for musicians, it's, it's tough. And even in the fitness industry, mm-hmm. like um, being financially stable and having like steady work consistently can be, can be tough. There aren't always, you know, gigs available. There aren't always clients that are like, you know, willing to kind of commit to a weekly session. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to make that decision if you want to live maybe a little more like risky lifestyle, but yeah. kind of do what you love doing. Or if you want to, like change gears and pursue something that, you know, might be more of like a nine to five steady job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's your discovery so far about fitness? All the, I mean, we're going to obviously get into that. There's this, <laughs> it's a pretty deep field, man. It is. Yeah. But that's why, like when I say like I kind of came late to the game, like in a sense, I feel like I'm at a bit of a disadvantage just because a lot of the people that I've met in the industry, they're either like, you know, ex pro athletes or, you know, they, uh, they've studied fitness like through their university years. And then here I am, I'm like, Oh, like, I'm just going to see where this takes me, which is fine. 
But there are times where I'm like, hmm, like I wish I had more to back this up. So I feel like I, I'm able to kind of like. Julia, is that a thing though for your your generation where you guys often feel that it's too late? Like, mm. oh, oh man, look at how well they're all doing, and and uh, you know, I'm 29. You're 29 right now, right? 20 next week. And you're saying, man, I came in late. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, and it's not to poke fun at it. I take that, what you just said, For very sure. seriously, because I do see that in young people today. They yep. want to try multiple things, yep. yet they have this thinking, which is, I want to try a lot of new stuff, mm. but when they come into the new stuff, they feel like they're coming in late and yeah. they compare themselves to everybody else. For sure. So what's going on there, man? I, again, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, no, but I think also, well, this is like a huge, I think it's a huge topic, like, in this day and age, like now we have all of the social media platforms. Which and is very healthy. <laughs> super healthy. Um, I don't know. I find it very frustrating. And I, I like. Go for it. Listen, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. These are serious questions, man. And I think how you answer the question and your level of honesty about how you answer the question will impact people more positively and contribute to the greater whole than it does to deteriorate things, right? Yeah. Because if we lie and say, like, I'm, I'm 52 and I look at that stuff and I get, oh, my God. Now I'm late. <laughs> I'm the podcasting field. I started podcasting at 52 years old, man. Like, am I supposed to feel like I'm too late in? No, May, but but per, I know, right? yeah, right. So tell me about that, man. I, I just I think what frustrates a, you? About well, there's it? a lot of pressure because, like, on the one hand, we're told like if you want to become like a professional, you have to start young. You know, like mm -hmm. these like prodigies in, in like that play piano or that or that are. But who says that, right? Like people. I, and I'm asking because I don't know who <laughs> well, says that, but I've, I've heard that myself. Right. But I, uh, who's who's setting this standard? Out of society? Yeah. I, you or know, perhaps. like. Or ourselves. Okay, here's how I sort of break it down a little bit, which is you don't want to miss out, right? right. You want to be, you want to be, you want to get on the train, and you don't want to come in and be overly stressed and compare yourself to, to others. But the ones who you see who are succeeding the most that you admire are the ones who you most want to be like. Mm -hmm. So it's quite probable you're going to compare yourself to them and then feel like, ooh, I'm pretty late here. Yeah. Okay, so how do you stay in it, stay mindful, stay like competitive and happy? I think, I mean, I need to take my own advice here, but I think you kind of have to separate yourself from all of that. I think it's okay to like have goals and to see someone and aspire to be like them. But if you constantly are comparing yourself to everyone else around you, like you're just going to be bringing yourself down. One of my guests, Christelle Champagne, she came on here and she said, you've got to give yourself the, the allowance to be a beginner. Yeah. So when you start something new, you've got to let yourself be a beginner yeah. again. But I think it's inevitable. I think we're inevitably going to, humans are in, imitators. That's mm -hmm. what we do. We will look at other people, monkey see, monkey do, right? We see <laughs> yeah. other people do things. We want to do what they did. And I think that's a very normal thing. Mm -hmm. So this comparison thing that we're all told to not do, we're being told to not be true to what human identity is, right? right. We, we look and we compare and we want to do that. You know, like it's okay if we're doing it in like a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Like if you see something that's that that makes sense, and you're like, yes, this is a goal that 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 I want to achieve. 
great. But then there are some things, I, I guess it's maybe more like in terms of like aesthetic appearances or something like people promote things online and you know, there's like, it's like these flawless people mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, I have to go buy this cream. So I get this perfect skin or after, and it's just like, you're comparing yourself to something that is completely not unrealistic, but it's, just, it's not going to be the same for everyone. Yeah. Whether it's a diet, whether it's like a product, whether it's like whatever it may be. So if you're going to set goals, like they have to be realistic goals and you can't get caught up in like, like the, the needing to be perfect all the time mentality. I guess there's a worry though, that if we put our best foot forward, we're afraid that our best foot forward won't be enough. Good enough. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. And, and you see a lot of, Actually, I've just come to see some uh, a, pers- a couple of people that I know. I won't name names <laughs> with their their applications completely altering their photos. Mm. And these were not even paid apps. Mm-hmm. These were like simple, downloadable, yep. free apps, yep. and they were like widening their mouth and oh, yeah. sh- shrinking their hip. I mean, I'm like, whoa! This is a free app. Like yeah. I'm 52, I'm in pretty good shape. I can try and stay in that territory, mm-hmm. so I certainly won't be using an app like that. But but uh, that's what I'm. But you're 30. Though. You're 20. Sorry, you're Excuse 29. Me, I'm 28. About to <laughs> be 29. Let's not 29. get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but I did say you look 24. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> um. Yeah. But 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 I don't understand it because like okay, as a personal trainer. Like, let's say I posted a photo of myself and I use one of those like altering apps where like I make, you know, like my hips wider, my waist smaller, like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then someone's like, okay, like I, like I want to look like that. Let me train with her. And then they meet me in real person. And that's clearly not what I look like, especially in the fitness industry. Like you are your own promotion. Like I wouldn't work out with a trainer who's clearly out of shape. But mm-hmm. I also wouldn't necessarily work out with a trainer who's like completely ripped because to me, like I want to work with someone who I can relate to. I find that a lot of people that are in this industry, they, they have a story as to why they are where they are, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, they went through something traumatic and they had to kind of like get themselves back on track or, you know, um, they were an, an ex pro athlete and now they just kind of want to pass on their knowledge as a personal trainer or as a coach. Like there's always like a story behind why someone is where they are, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, like for me, like fitness has always, I've always been very active, but I personally struggled a lot with food, like many people. Okay. Um, and what so, kind of struggle? What do you mean struggle with food? Like I had a very bad binging problem. Mm-hmm. I was like a major binger. Okay. Still happens sometimes. So more <laughs> more than like a Christmas, New Year's mm-hmm. binging two mm-hmm. weeks, it was something that could happen with more frequency. Yes. Okay. And it was like very unhealthy. Okay. Um, but I didn't get into the industry because of that. But sure. I noticed that like the, obviously coming into this career, like it has helped me a lot because the better you feel for me, like the more I want to eat healthy and kind of keep that train going. Yeah. Like I try to find little ways like that, that, that there's, that just help me with my own personal journey. So I'm, am able to better help others. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to social media, like I used to follow a lot of like, you know, fitness models, regular models, actresses, and they look amazing. And so for me, one thing that's helped me is to kind of like just unfollow those people (laughs) (laughs) 
just so it's not constantly in my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'd rather I, see like my friends on my feed. It's more of a sense of like, if something you're looking at is making you feel badly about yourself, then like get rid of it. Yeah. Or if like, I don't know, again, like it's different for everyone. Like sometimes people see that and they use that as like a motivator and they need that image to be like, okay, like, this is what I'm aiming for. This is what I'm aiming for. For me personally, like, I would rather look at things that kind of like uplift me rather than like yeah. drag me down. I think it's easier to use it as a, a a motivator if you're the person who's trying to get in shape. But if you're say using that as a motivator to build your business, mm. that could be intimidating mm-hmm. because you you know you're like, wow, this person has again 25k followers they're getting massive amounts of likes they're you know then they post that they were on stage speaking here or there and then your your theory of like i came in late then that can really start to ring but i think also there's like a disconnect in like there's one it's one thing to like do these things because you generally genuinely want to help people Mm -hmm. it's another thing to do it and to post about it for popularity I'm not putting out content in hopes that like I'll gain popularity. Like if someone sees something that I post and they message me and they're like, Hey, like I'm in the Montreal area. I'd love to train with you. Like, of course, wonderful. Great. Like Mm -hmm. it is a type of promotion for sure, but I'm not trying to like become like an Insta famous influencer type of thing. There's that word influencer. Influencer, Yes. I still don't really know what it means. I don't get it. I'm like, what are you exactly influencing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How is, how has the world become better because of this? (laughs) Listen, it's, it's, it's a frustrating thing. And I think it's not, it's not just generational. I think we all have to deal with that. Um, Okay. Now just back to your, what you were talking about binge eating, because Mm -hmm. I've ex- I, I've experienced that myself. Like over the holidays, I'll eat mm-hmm. like down a bunch of like uh, chocolate, and mm. like I'm I'm going after it all. But I'm able to turn the switch off, as clearly you are now. Now a little bit better. <laughs> what What makes you better now? What What do you think helps you to turn that switch off better? Because I'm thinking about people right now. Mm-hmm. It's New Year. Mm. You know, people yep. are trying. It's tough, man. It's really hard for people. We have our industry to keep us fit because we work in the industry. We have no choice. We're in the gym every day. (laughs) You have a choice, but your choice won't be abundantly clear in how it translates into good business. Yeah. So we have that. What about people who don't have a career or they're not on, they're not presenting in front of, you know, the office because Mm -hmm. they know they got to look good to Mm. present and they want to, you know, put their best self forward. What what happens, man? Honestly, I I think it's it's really it's it's a matter of, of how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Because over the years I've noticed that like when I've binged and I've kind of just like like let myself go for lack of a better term, like I just become a miserable person. And I end up like taking it out on the people around me, which isn't fair. Really, yeah? Yeah. I can't see you being a miserable person. Oh, oh, <laughs> talk to my mom. <laughs> no, but um, but you know, like, I, but I didn't want to be that person, right? Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, what is it that's making me react in this way? And I was like, well, I'm not happy with myself. I don't like how I feel. I don't like how I look. And it never got to the point where it was like, okay, like I have like a weight problem, but you know, whatever. It's different for yeah, everyone. Yeah. And like, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. And so when I found myself getting into a routine and like a groove of working out and eating well, like my mood just like completely shifted. 
So I think you kind of have to keep that in the back of your mind where like, okay, if you're going to binge, like just get right back on track the next day. Like don't, don't like punish yourself and like fast the next day. Like just go back to eating your regular healthy mm-hmm. meals. Um, don't and, try something new and extreme in response to right. sort of pun it. Okay. And like another thing that's helped me is like, okay, like I know the holidays are coming up. I know I'm going to be around a lot of family, a lot of friends. We're going to be eating. Yeah. So that like mental preparation for some reason makes me feel less guilty when it's actually happening. But like, you know, I make a deal with myself like, all right, like have your fun, eat what you want, whatever. But then like, you know, next Monday, like get back on it. Like, mm-hmm. And I've never been the type to to like deprive myself of certain foods. I mean, I've tried that and yeah, it just, yeah. it makes me end up binging again. Cause like I'll go like a month, two months without like sugar, bread, whatever. They call it rebound eating, right? Yeah. yeah. So that personally for me doesn't work. I know that for some people it does. They just need to cut it cold turkey and that's fine. But for me, I found that it's a lot more beneficial if I have like a little bit of something. I have like the like a major sweet tooth. So for mm. me, if I have like a little piece of chocolate every day, like it, it how do you stop though, man? Like if <laughs> I have a little piece of chocolate, I'm telling you, man, mm. I, I have to be like, I'm the, the doors open or it's closed kind of yeah, guy. Yeah. And if I have a little piece of chocolate, man, it's yeah. done. It's on. So yeah. I can't do, how the hell do you do that? I, I don't know <laughs> because I can't always do it. Like there are days where I'm just like, I just want to eat the entire bag. But then I think it, it becomes a matter of like, okay, well that means like you're hungry. So eat something with some nutritional value. Yeah. And then if you have a sweet tooth, I guess another thing that like I've tried to train my body to do is like after I finish a meal, like wait a second, like wait 20 minutes to actually let your body feel full. And then yeah. if you feel full, great yeah you're done so you you can do that like i'm you, i've <laughs> i'm learning like i'm just trying, I'm I'm learning. trying to think it's of not me. easy yeah, it is I, so yeah. not easy but yeah. like you just mind over matter like i eat so fast that i don't even think my brain it'll take maybe an hour for it to register that it's full <laughs> i ate so fast like yeah. i break a lot of the rules so, so i'm asking for real because like i'm saying like i haven't tried the weight thing i've gotten distracted like I uh, sometimes like when I've done a, a podcast, like mm-hmm. one of the things I really like is right after supper, I'll do a lot of my editing mm-hmm. in the evening. So as soon busy, as I yeah. get away from the table, I go and start editing an hour, two hours have passed and I'm like, good. But yeah. if I don't have something to do, I go back to into the fridge or I take out the peanut butter, take a big scoop <gasps> of peanut butter, come back, do it again. But when I'm distracted yeah, and I think some, is that is it fair to say that realistic advice is, sorry guys, you got to get busy and distract you got, yourself. Well, yeah, like, well, because if you look at it, people people use food as an excuse for anything, whether they're bored, mm-hmm. they eat when they're happy, they eat when they're sad, they eat when they're stressed. They eat when, so you have to kind of like monitor, monitor that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like staying busy when you're not thinking of food. Like for me, I know like if I, if I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, I need snacks. Yeah, because that's no, not... No, you don't. Yeah. I do. Because <laughs> watching TV is not busy. No. It's actually the opposite of busy. It is the opposite. If you're watching a documentary, though... That's... Yeah, I find if I'm watching something educational, mm-hmm. it really pulls me in, and I'm yeah. really thinking about it, and it's... Uh, and I've, I set my exercise bike up in front of the TV, and okay. I have a yeah. rule that if I'm going to watch something, I have to kind of one hour be on my bike and just pedal at a, a light speed. 
That's intense. I, I, I do. I, I got to be honest. I know people are saying, oh, it's not healthy. But I mean, listen, I, I, I'm only human, man. I'm 52 yeah. and I want to be in shape. And it's not easy. Man. It's not easy. And, no. and especially I got to confess, I do a lot of it because I like to try and look good. <laughs> but, but see, there's nothing wrong with Like I get the whole like, look, do it to and be And that's healthy. even harder. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. It's super hard. But like if it makes you happy, then what is wrong with that? You know? Like, yeah. It makes me very unhappy to get out of shape. Like right now <laughs> exactly. I put on like five, six pounds over Christmas and I'm not, I don't like that look. <laughs> I don't like the fact that I'm sort of like adjust mm-hmm. my shirt a bit more. And, <laughs> and I know this sounds unhealthy. Mm. I, that, that, that's like a complex that people struggle with themselves. Like they're never, they're never happy. We're never, there's always something to improve on. That's which for is, sure. I which agree. is fine. But at some point you kind of have to be like, like you have to look back at like where you started and where you're at now. And yeah. if there has been progress, like celebrate that. Like it's right. okay. And, and I think people, they can get intimidated by, like they just look at like, where they are and where they need to be. And they're mm-hmm. like, whoa, I've got a long way to go. I can't do it. So I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. So I think yeah. it's important to kind of like, at least for my clients, I try to kind of like break it down. And I'm like, look, don't worry about the person that you want to be right now. Just like divide it up into like little increments. Take that first step. Mm-hmm. Maybe for your first step, like you just change your eating habits. You don't have to go crazy. Just change one thing. Instead of like going to the movies and like ordering like a Pepsi and this and that, like get one thing. Like I, I don't, for me, I don't find it realistic to be like, stop it all. Just- like... <laughs> <laughs> like, like cut everything out. Cause that to me is not something that will be maintainable. Mm-hmm. I think if you break it down and do little by little, and then they'll be able to kind of notice those slight differences and then they'll be like, okay, I feel good. What's the next step? Whereas like from what I've experienced and when you stop everything all at once, you're just like, oh, this sucks. Like I, like it's too much all at the same time. Right. Yeah, for sure. But it sounds to me then like I'm listening to you and it's amazing, but then I'm thinking of me (laughs) and I'm like, if I order in pizza, I don't care if I have a Coca-Cola. I don't want that. I don't like soft drinks, but, and I don't order pizza anyways. I'm just saying if I did, I can also eat the French fries. Mm -hmm. I can't choose because I've told myself, Sean, go ahead. Yeah. Because I'm eating off my, the second I eat off my nutritional plan, the second I say, okay, you're not doing that now, <laughs> that opens the door to mm-hmm. a world that just, mm-hmm. that door needs to get shut again. Like, but then I think it just comes down to- Is like, that unhealthy? Am I unhealthy? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think if that's something that, that works for you, which clearly it does- Cause you're not like, I'm a bit messed up in my head. No, but, it, but it, again, like I feel like I'm, I'm a broken record, but like it, everyone is different. Yeah. What works for you? For me? Yeah. Do you count calories? No, no, okay. that would not work for me. No, I don't. I, I feel like that's such a, do you fast? Like inter, it's a big I thing do that now. Unintentionally. Cause I wake up and like, I'm, I'm still half asleep when I go to my first client. Well, yeah. And then like, I'm busy until like 12, one o'clock. That's yeah. when I get my break. So like I unintentionally fast, but I've never been big on breakfast. I'm never like, like I, I'm never, I don't wake up and I'm hungry. So is it breakfast? I'm going to ask you, I know what I think, but do you think breakfast is the most important meal of the day? <laughs> um, for me, no. <laughs> <laughs> for me neither. I, I, I don't, I, I don't I, think I, breakfast is that. No. Important. 
I think it's pretty good to just sort of put your keep your body into sort of like a little bit of a. I don't like it. It's so popular now, intermittent fasting. And did you know that there were different? I didn't know that there were like different there's windows. Tons of I, different. I looked yeah, this up literally no, the other day, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is." There's a lot of different options here. So, like, I know there was one that it's like you fast essentially the entire day until dinner time. Now, I know that I could not do that. I think you have like a four-hour window to get all of your calories in. But then again, like for me, I know that if that's what I did. Yeah. By the time dinner came, I would grab the fastest thing. So yeah, a pizza, eat. a burger, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so, but for some people that might work. Yeah. They got people got to really work hard today more than ever to get to know themselves yep. because with so many options, so the many only options. way to know the option for you is to try, try them and work with a professional, uh, yep. right? I think not necessarily that we all need a personal trainer, but to maybe hire someone, spend a little bit of money to just maybe even if it's just a few sessions, I have people who hire me just like for two, three sessions mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. And then they go on their merry way and call me back like yeah. once a month or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's an option for people too for sure because i think if you just try and explore all that by yourself even you and i get confused and we were in the industry mm-hmm. so imagine these poor people out there right now who it's a new year new me and they're <laughs> like whoa what do i start with like yeah. what's the best thing they can start with mm. one or two or three things that you think are are helpful to uh i would say like Finding like a routine. Okay. Once you get into a routine, it's just, it kind of just starts to come naturally. You're like, oh, this is my time for this. Let me just get this done. Like routine is always A routine good. as in training routine? Training, like, like just a daily routine. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you wake up, go to the gym and then go to work. You wake up, go to work, then go to the gym. Routine, man. Routine. I'm a big fan of routine. I think it's the only way to get things really done. Yeah. And, and I think... A lot of it also has to do with like putting yourself first. We're all about the whole like know your self worth, which yeah, yeah. Not, not to mock it, but I feel no, like we've heard it you, so you, many times. You seemed a little bit sarcastic <laughs> there. <laughs> I, but, I, but, I, but it is important. It is important to know your self worth. And like if you want to achieve a goal for yourself, you're going to have to be a little selfish and put yourself first. Very selfish. I yeah. think it's really important. And so like another thing that's worked for me is, is, at one point, like I was in a routine, but I was getting very like sick of it. And I was having a hard time finding my motivation. And I realized that it was mainly because I was going to the gym and like I'd have an idea of what I wanted to work. Um, and I would just be there for like an hour and a half, two hours. And that's like a relatively big chunk of the day. And for us, two like two hours, in the gym. like in the, like, what am I doing? People are listening and say, listen, man, I don't have, I got like 40 minutes. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. So and like for us, like the gym is like our office, right? right so I was absolutely. like, I just don't want to be here longer than I need to be. And I'm like, I'm losing motivation. I don't want to do this. So I started looking into like more intensive workouts, but for 30 minutes. And now like in between clients, 30 minutes, bang in and out and I'm done and I feel great. And like, and I work up a sweat. It's intense. And I feel like people hate hearing this, but like 80% of it is what you eat. It really is. It really is. And trying to get those binges under control, Mm, right? mm -hmm. Once in a while is fine though. It's fine. People got to know that it's all going to be okay. Yeah. As long as they get into a good, healthy routine, uh, control that binge eating, 
get some okay we didn't nev- we never finished our our new year's sort of advice we got oh, into right. routine right so routine yeah um what else what it's got because personally i find i write every morning I, like i do a journal every journaling morning is a huge it's not thing. a poor me journal either like it's really <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like a it's Man, it's like what? Uh, what do I call my best foot forward? That's mm-hmm. what. That's what my journal is. It's my best foot forward to the world because I find that my best foot forward opens up the world of potential mm-hmm. and the potential that resides where my best foot stands, not not where my worst foot is. So right. that's what my journal is, and that keeps me damn well on point, man. Do you think that's something? Do you would you use that? I'll be honest, I've tried be honest, I've please. tried the whole journaling thing. It's not for me. Because you didn't let it be in your routine? I guess not. Well, I mean, but I, like I tried to put it into my routine. Okay. And sometimes I would just open my book and I would just be like, I don't know what to write. Like I would write, I don't know what wow. to write. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I've always been more of like a, instead of journaling, I've been more of like the, I'll like have like little keepsakes and I have like a little box full of like special things that I'll go through and like there's letters, there's and I have really? my journal. And when in you there. open it, there's a little ballerina and music <laughs> is playing and it turns around. What is that? What do you? What is that? What is that box? What? It's explain just like, that a bit. It's just a, a, a box. <laughs> you sound crazy. <laughs> a little bit until you've explained it. <laughs> no, but like just like things that are meaningful to me, whether it's like tickets to a concert or whether it's a letter that my best friend wrote me or something that my mom gave to me like I just like to keep everything that's like super super meaningful like in the same place so I can always just go back and like look over just all and that helps to motivate you for in in some ways yeah because like you're reminded of certain times in your life and typically at least the things that I keep they were very positive times so I think back to like where I was and I'm like oh yes like like, you know, so like if I'm having like a, like a rough day yeah. and I go through all those things, like it just kind of like, oh, I like just, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really do like that. I think not we so need, crazy, yeah. not <laughs> crazy at all. I said crazy until it's explained. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that because it's a monument to your successes, mm-hmm. right? I think we can all use a, something that reminds us of our successes, yeah. especially when we're trying new things all the time. And let's face it today. We're going to be reinventing ourselves constantly. Yes. So we're going to be exposing ourselves to a lot of punches in the nose, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of failures, yep. you know, for lack of a better word, let's just say failures or things, you know, little uh, deviations mm-hmm. in the plan. And um, having a reminder that, hey, man, we've succeeded at other things yeah. before. Yeah, I like that. I like that box. Okay, so that's two. <laughs> So a monument to ourselves and our successes, mm-hmm. a routine, man, routine guys and girls, you cannot succeed without a routine. Um, okay. One more. We got something else. I, I think it goes back to um, what your previous guest said. Like you just need to allow yourself to, yeah. to start fresh, to, to try like to, to allow yourself to make those mistakes as you are reinventing yourself or as you are trying something new. Because like you said, there are going to be like failures or mistakes along the way. But like, you know, it's such a cliche, but like how else are you going to learn, right? Like you learn from failures and your mistakes. Yeah, Yeah, very true. All right, Julia. Well, listen, man, how can people contact you? Should, would that 
be on Instagram. Is that, that the best way? Yes. I'll put that in the show notes. Great. So we uh, we can put that down. Um, anything big going on for you in the new year? Do you have a new year, new me thing going on? <laughs> the, um, I mean, I just, I, you know, I'm just keeping on doing what I've been doing. You're, you're going to be a goal getter? A I'm goal getter? A goal getter. All right. Yeah. Well, give, what? Like what? Give us something to like get jacked about here. What's what's exciting? <laughs> Um, I mean, it's not fitness related. Oh, it doesn't okay? have to be. All right. Um, I'm looking into doing some like voiceover work. Oh, yeah. Very so interesting. I just, so kind of like slowly bringing like the music stuff back into my life. Yeah. Voiceover. Like have it coincide with fitness. Yeah. Well, right. But tell me whatever goal somebody puts out there, it always comes to touch on all aspects of their life. So whether it be a fitness goal, mm-hmm. uh, the goal in, in voiceover, it's always no matter what goal we make, we're going to find ourselves having to develop ourselves in order to get that goal. So I'm just a big fan of goals, period. Yeah. I think they're very important. They are. All right, Julia. So we're all going to watch for uh, some voiceovers in the new year <laughs> as you go on the road of a, as a goal getter. So I want to thank you so much for being on Fork oh, Podcast. This was very, like, I really loved this. And I, I think you, you shared a lot of insight for us. I'm glad. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Julia, you have an awesome day. And you, you guys too. out there have an awesome day too.